Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. There's absolutely some decisions that need to be made here. And, you know, I know Quasi Adolfo Mensa is always going to be looking at every option, including at the quarterback position here. You're looking at future draft classes. You're looking at your alternatives here. What I do know is Kirk Cousins, the Vikings won 13 games with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback in 2022. Lacey said it today, that yeah. he's above the line in terms of can you win with him. It's a matter of at what level do you want to commit to him? How long do you envision him being around? If it's not a long-term type of a situation, then potentially this is one where he's going to play it out. There he is, Tom Pelissero. Reckless speculation. One of our favorite friends and former coworkers at 1500 ESPN Radio. Gentlemen. Yes, the bachelor party. Were you at his bachelor party back ES- in the day? Oh, my God. Was do you remember I that ever. bachelor party? There are some things that I <laughs> oh, – man. There was a hilarious moment. By the way, welcome in. Mackie and Judd, the scoop of doogie. It's Reckless Speculation Thursday. Yes, I happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. The strip club. That's all I know. <laughs> that bachelor party, I left before the strip club. You missed all the shenanigans, oh, man. Judd. Went home. Doogie, I believe Doogie pulled a uh, Do You Know Who I Am card or something to that effect to get into one of these establishments. No, no, no. <laughs> I made a call before. I made a call. No, no, I would never do that at the door. No, no, no. We established that well beforehand. We established that Doogie has connections high up at strip clubs in Minneapolis, apparently. Um, All right. Welcome in. Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports, entertainment, speculation, therapy, whatever you need from us. Doogie from the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department brings inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams and... We have a bag full of Viking stuff to get into, so... Let's start with, you know what? There's so many things to get to here. Let's actually start with which prominent. Now, a lot of teams meet with a lot of players at the Combine. So it's not like necessarily special that the Vikings would meet with player X because 20 other teams might have met with player X. But give us the name of a prominent first-round quarterback that the Vikings met with that you found interesting. Yes. Hello, Philip. Hello, Judd. Hello, Declan. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. Married with March Madness. Does it get any better than this? Reckless Speculation Thursday and officially March Madness. That quarterback is Anthony Richardson, University of Florida. Now, you're right, Phil. Over the course of the next few days, going back the last couple days, the Vikings will end up meeting formally with upwards of 40-something draft prospects. They get to spend around 18 minutes apiece with each of these draft prospects. They also meet 
informally with a bunch, but formally a guy comes into their suite, sits down, there's Quasey, there's O'Connell, there's Brian Flores, there's a bunch of people. It's a tough situation for certain guys to navigate, so you learn a lot by meeting with a guy face-to-face. So the Vikings are doing their due diligence on this quarterback class. There may be another quarterback name that emerges in terms of them meeting formally with, but I can tell you as I sit here Thursday morning that they have met formally with Anthony Richardson of the Florida Gators. Mm. Interesting, interesting. So just to just, uh, contextualize this a bit, Dukes, um, so that this is the ability to sit down with a player – this is where I don't expect the Vikings to do this, but this is where we hear all the horror stories about, you know, if you were this or you were, if, if you were a tree, what type of tree would you be? Things like that. Uh, but you do have to wonder as the Vikings embark on at least ha- having a pretty good strategy about how they're going to go about finding the successor to Kirk, you know, what they're looking for from, from the personality, from the person, from the smarts as well, because as O'Connell talked about, during his access uh, at the podium in Indianapolis yesterday, this is where it gets intriguing because he sort of laid out what he's going to be trying to find in a quarterback. And, and yes, the physical tools are huge. There's no question about that. But I think that the also the in the room and the ability to draw the plays correctly and the ability to know what you're talking about and then translate that to the field absolutely becomes the key thing. So this is an interesting jumping off point for where things might go, it's probably not going to be him at quarterback, but it's going to be somebody who they have a good idea of what they can do by the time they draft him. Well, the buzz on Richardson, for what it's worth, I don't have the specific intel for how the Vikings interview went, but that in general, he has interviewed well. So he's interviewed with multiple teams, including the Vikings. I just hear that he has been impressive. On O'Connell, Somebody told me to check on the possibility of him being a big fan of the Kentucky quarterback, mm-hmm. Will Nevis. Now, I'm not even sure Will Levis, gets past Levis. Levis. Put some respect me. on his name. Yeah, apologies. Yeah, that tells you how knee-deep I am in a lot of this draft speculation, draft talk. I'll do my homework, trust me. But I'm getting this intel. It's coming in. I'm yeah. still sifting through all of it, okay? But, yeah, the Kentucky quarterback, that Kevin O'Connell is a fan of him, but I'm not even sure he gets past. Is it the Raiders at seven? That tells you how much I know. Yeah. Who's at six, seven, there's eight? A, there's a gauntlet of quarterback yeah, desperate so I'm not teams sure he gets there. by seven Las Vegas, but that he's the kind of quarterback that, that Kevin likes. Interesting. I mean, these. it sounds like the more that the, the, the draft preparation process unfolds here, there's not necessarily, like next year, Caleb Williams, and maybe even, is it May? Um, there's a couple guys that if you were to rank them in this year's class might even be at the top or the top, the top two quarterbacks of the next two classes might be in next year's class. So of these four guys that we're talking about here that are likely to be first round picks, there's a pretty good chance that a couple of them are just busts or don't pan out or whatever it may be. Um, but that's not going to stop desperate teams from taking all four of them probably in the top 10. And so the question is here, they met with Anthony Richardson, you know, they're doing their due diligence but they pick 23rd, I just wonder what would their, at some point, they're going to have to take a shot, and 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 because they're always competing for a playoff spot or winning 13 games, they're not likely to have the fifth overall pick here. So, you know, whether it's Anthony Richardson or somebody else, at some point they're probably going to have to wow somebody and trade up 10 or 15 picks or get lucky that someone falls back. So 
I don't know, maybe this is just wild speculation, but do you have any idea what their appetite would be to trade up in the first round for a quarterback if Richardson falls closer to 10? Or is that probably not a 2023 thing for them? I guess I would be surprised at this point, Phil, if that's a 2023 thing. Not dismissing, you know, in 2024, but like what ammo do they have to make that sort of move, right? When you give up your two in the TJ Hawkinson deal, which... I was pro at the time, remain pro right now. I expect TJ Hawkinson to be here for a number of years. One of many things to keep an eye on the next few weeks, few months. How do contract extension talks go? But the Vikings are very interested in extending Hawkinson. But I just don't know without a second. Like, are you giving up your 24 first and your 24 second? Because you would have to make a sizable leap. Like, if you're going from 23 to 10, you're giving up a good amount. I don't have the draft it's chart a, it's in front a, of me, but it's it would a future be a first round pick for sure. I, I would think. So I guess I would be surprised if they did that right now. But like at some point here, whether it's twenty three or twenty four, I'm on record saying like, and I'm not like going out on a limb, but they're either going to trade for a young quarterback or draft a quarterback. So that time is coming. It's when, not if. Kirk Cousins at thirty four years old. I will tell you on Kirk Cousins. That before he ventured off to Disneyland with Nick Mullins, classic. That he was. I love that those guys are tight. Now. Yeah, <laughs> at a presentation for Spire Credit Union here in town. So that was early part of last weekend, and there were a few thousand people in the auditorium. I was told Kirk was fantastic. Like think about him at the honors award show, right? With Kelly Clarkson, like Kirk can win over a room. He was. He was self-deprecating. Yeah. You know, he humanized himself, talking about how his kids fight at home all the time, that him and his wife struggle to, you know, control the kids oftentimes. You know, how he leans on his neighbor for for being, you know, the handyman because he doesn't have that sort of skill set. Like, when he was talking about just life stuff, he won over the crowd. But there were some questions. So he did a Q&A up on stage. There were some questions about football. The way a couple of people described it to me, gentlemen, was... Kirk came across as very, quote, unsettled. Hmm. That there just was a lot of uncertainty hmm. in a lot of his responses. Uncertainty about himself and, like, his status with the team? I think all-encompassing. I think knowing that changes are coming, maybe not specifically with him right now, but that this roster is going to look different, maybe even significantly different here in the next few weeks, but also some uncertainty with his specific future. And so, that, again, points to maybe an extension isn't coming. Maybe the right. Vikings are going to let this thing play out, that he enters unrestricted free agency a year from now. Doogie, Doogie if, I think if you connect the dots right now, right, and and we're just because it's it's our job to, of course, here at Score North, recklessly speculate, it's our job to try to connect the dots. It certainly seems like if there have been preliminary discussions uh, between Kirk's agent Mike McCartney and Quazy and Rob Brzezinski, that the path they're going down is is if the Kirk camp is saying, hey, let's sign one last contract here, right? Let's sign a four-year contract. Let's, let's wrap it up with Kirk Cousins in purple. Uh, it certainly sounds like the Vikings, from everything Quazy said at the podium himself to the side session that he did with Beat Guys, that what they've been told is, you know what, we're probably not going to do a multi-year contract. Another one-year extension, I don't know, but, I mean, that seems, like, plausible. But from the Cousins camp, 
they're going to have to face potentially here a reality of, okay, this is what we're going to do. What do you want? Like, do you want to play it out here? Uh, as as we, we talked about on PD yesterday, do you want to consider if we shop you? Like, I, I do feel that we are in a very interesting window, and I'm not sure that that right now has a for sure answer, but I definitely think it's not a Kirk Cousins is going to end his career as a Viking conversation. Doogie, by the way, thinks I am insane for saying that if I had $200 million <laughs> in career earnings, if I was top 11 all-time in career earnings, and had zero meaningful postseason wins to show for it that I would that I would play for twenty five million dollars instead of forty million dollars, so I could at least maybe sniff the Super Bowl at some point. I told you, you got right no hope of that one. What guarantee is there that you would quote maybe sniff the? Well, Super there was no there's no guarantee that there Tom no Brady that Tom Brady was going to sniff a Super Bowl, and he continued to. Now, of course, Brady's dad is rich, and Brady's wife, and that. Okay, that's fine. But Brady taking less than market value for years is a huge reason why the Patriots had two different dynasties. So you can't use Tom Brady. Why not? He set the example for how you build dynasties, for God's sake. Yeah, he did. He's also in a stratosphere on his own, right? Kirk is good. He's not quite... Tom all Brady. the more reason to debate all that. the more reason to not have to claw the Vikings for another forty million dollars in cash. Well, I'm just telling you the Kirk reality. Does. The reality of the situation is: what proof is there that Kirk would be willing to do that? Zero. And I'm just saying, I'm <laughs> not it's, anti. It's, it's, it's my plea. To me, there's just is. there's this finite amount of time for these guys to maximize their earning potential. I don't care if you tell me that he's already made two hundred million dollars because he gives a lot back. He gives a lot back that people don't even realize. All right, so he donates a ton to charity. So I'm just saying you have such a small window to earn a bunch of money. Keep earning what you can. And if it's not here, yeah, he really likes it here, but he may come to the realization, okay, maybe it is time for me to move on, finish my career elsewhere. Somebody else will value me a ton, pay me what I'm looking for. The amount of respect that I would, and I respect what he did on the field last year. The guy was lights out largely in the fourth quarter. There was the whole fourth and eight thing in the Giants game. That's the lasting taste in our mouths, but the guy, he is a better quarterback now than he was when they signed him five years ago. And so I will, I will give him credit for what he did last year. Even if the overall stats were kind of down, he showed up in high leverage moments. He bailed the Vikings out with big throws. He found Justin Jefferson when he needed to. But at this point, looking at all the holes they have to fill, we've reached sort of a, a really a point of no return here in terms of if the Vikings and fans want a Super Bowl roster to be built, it's almost impossible to do it with their current cap situation and the fact that they only have one pick in the top 86 picks and also pay Kirk Cousins a top three cap hit. Of any, I mean, it's just, well, then the you know better job of drafting. Yeah, well, they've done a bad job the last few years, but the reality is this is where they're at. If they want to be a Super Bowl contending team the next couple of years, it almost certainly can't happen paying one guy that much money. Well, and that feeds into, so I was catching up with an agent this morning on the phone who has met with the Vikings. I won't say his name, but he gave me enough good information to suggest, you know, I use the word uncertainty, unsettled when it comes to Kirk. Those same words can be used with how the Vikings front office came across in this meeting in Indianapolis, that there was just still a lot of uncertainty. Now there's a sense, okay, something is going to happen with Adam Thielen. Is that an outright release, or will he agree to a pay cut? 
There is a sense something is going to take place with Harrison Smith. We're about to find out how bad these guys really want to retire as Vikings, right? Yeah. I want to retire as a Viking. Well, we're, we're it's, about to find out. Is Smith a pay cut or is Smith? Well, I think that's the I same boat as stealing. Is that a cut or a re- Yeah, I mean, I'm just telling. I've been saying for weeks I can see feeling elsewhere. All right. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I'm not Smith, ready to like say to that yet on, on Smith, uh, right. but it's just the sense that this individual got from meeting with the Vikings is something's going to happen with, with Harrison, that, that he's not going to be back at his current number. So if he's back, it's at a lesser number. Then yeah. it's either one or both linebackers, Eric Kendricks, Jordan Hicks. Yeah. I don't know if it's one or both, but we will see some movement there on, on the linebacker position. Brian Asamoah is going to have a big role with the Vikings next year. On on Smith, back to, to him. Um, do you sense that there have been talks yet there? Because that's one where I think I think you would really like to get his salary and probably need to down a bit. Uh, but I think that if you're Brian Flores, if you have one, if, if you're told you could keep one guy here, like one, you know, there's a lot of guys gone. Harrison Smith is it. So I think the conversation there, if Thielen walks, he walks. I mean, too bad. But Smith is the one guy. And and then on the piggyback of that, what have you heard about uh, extension talks for one Daniil Hunter? I've not heard anything yet. I'll I'll join you guys again tomorrow. Apologies. The the stomach bug bit me on mm. on Tuesday. So I, I passed on okay. the scoop session on Tuesday. So I am said I I'll do a get, bonus am one. Am I going to get that stomach no, bug now? I think, I think you're okay. Although we did hug. It's run. Yeah, we did hug. Yeah. We embraced oh, pretty hug? good. Don't come in yeah. here. It was more than a five second hug. Or we held, we hug. held on. We held on. We did. There, yeah. yeah. You didn't grab my butt or anything. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a long embrace. And it's run through the house. Like both boys have vomited. For me. Okay, Duke. Thanks. I'm not going to get too grab. I'm just saying it. It. Never came out the front when end. You said stomach bug. It ran through the house. Yeah, I'm not, no, not going to get saying, too graphic. But dot, dot, it never dot. came out the front end, so I survived okay. that portion of things on Tuesday. But you stay in there. Yeah, I got I got beat up pretty good, Declan. I'm going to come over there in a couple minutes and hug you show, too, please. Yeah, but anyway, so I apologize for not joining you on Tuesday. So I said I would do a bonus one or make up for Tuesday's absence on Friday. So I will chase some Daniil Hunter information later today. Doesn't okay, guarantee anything that I'll have something tomorrow, but. I will chase that. I will add, though, that that you say, okay, Brian Flores, okay, maybe the one guy would be Harry. I'm told he absolutely wants Patrick Peterson back. So Peterson's a Mm. free agent. The Vikings, I don't know if they've already met with his agent or will today. The Vikings have some more agent meetings today and I know even into tomorrow, but they've had some already the last couple days. So I don't know if they've met specifically yet with Peterson's agent or not, but I'm led to believe strongly that the Vikings definitely want Patrick Peterson back. Interesting. And talks ongoing with Dalvin Tomlinson to bring him back. Interesting. So so Patrick Peterson, let's go through. Actually, you know what? Put a pin in this for a second, because I'd like to get into a lengthy discussion about what they're going to do at cornerback, and, and your Peterson reporting is sort of central to that. Uh, but Declan, I saw you tinkering around. You and I were already watching the golf tournament were, yeah. today here, and Bay it's Hill. not going so well for you on underdog. Well, I, yeah. you know, I was reading all about how Bay Hill is one of the toughest courses on the PGA Tour, and it is. But there's like six, seven guys who are all shooting under par. So I thought John Rahm would be a lock to, uh, you know, melt. Not John Rahm, excuse me. Um, Jordan, Jordan Spieth to lock down a little bit and melt down like he typically does. And no, he's four under. Uh, so don't be like me. In fact, when I suggest picks on underdog fantasy, which I do in my Twitter handle at Texas tweets, you could actually fade my picks. I highly <laughs> recommend sometimes fading my picks. Show us those slips at underdog fantasy. When you use promo code score 
S-K-O-R. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app. Uh, also, a shout-out to our friends at Dennis Kirk. Thank you to Dennis Kirk for jumping on board for yet another year with Score North and supporting us. It's been a long winter. We got dumped on last week and then again a couple days ago. But motorcycle season will be back soon for all you Ragnars out there. So if you're looking to get outside, enjoy some nice, nice weather. It is on the horizon. Make sure your ride is ready with Dennis Kirk. Whatever it is, a Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, Sport Bike, you'll find what you need. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. and order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. So, under contract right now, cornerbacks, Cam Dantzler, not drafted by Quasi, but had a solid season a couple years ago. Last year, eh, um, he was in and out of the lineup. A Caleb Evans and Andrew Booth Jr., both drafted by this regime under contract. Those are really the three main guys under contract. Duke Shelley came on strong, maybe as their best cornerback the last month and a half of the year. He's also kind of undersized. You know, how much do you want to buy if you if you... If you look sort of historically, it's hard to really say that a guy that was just available off a practice squad, um, you know, in November of a season, all of a sudden he turns into a superstar like four years into his career. I'd be a little careful on Duke Shelley, but he's interesting. Patrick Peterson, free agent. And then there's a bunch of guys, you know, the, the draft is full of six foot, six foot two potential man coverage cornerbacks. And there's a crop of free agents with Brian Flores ties in history here, too. So. Um, talk us through this. Do do you have any clue of sort of do they are they going to rely on any of these internal young guys going into the year, or do you think they're looking at this as kind of a blank canvas where free agency and the first round of the draft are wide open, Doogie? Yeah, I would say feel closer to the latter, maybe somewhere in the middle, but closer to the latter. You're right. I mean, there's there's a kid from Pittsburgh that Flores really really likes. Now the price point in that corner may be 8 to 9 million dollars Cam- a year. Cameron Sutton. Yep. Yeah, that's him. So, you know, I don't know how the Vikings would get to that number, but yes, I mean whether it's a pick 23 or 87, like they're going to draft a corner at some point. Now if they sign one in free agency in addition to retaining Patrick Peterson, maybe it's not the immediate pick at 23. But yes, that's absolutely a position to keep an eye on. The other position I was told that the Vikings are doing a good amount of work on right now is interior of the offensive line. I don't know if that specifically just means center, that they're anticipating the price point in Garrett Bradbury may get too high, or could that potentially be one of the guard spots? I guess or Cleveland, he's been fine, but... He's a free agent in a year, by the way. He's more a tackle than a guard. Mm -hmm. Like, he just is. You know, then Ed Ingram, okay, he started all these games, but pretty blah, right? Maybe got a little bit better as the year went on, but you could certainly improve at both guard spots. So I wasn't told specifically, like, okay, it's right guard or left guard or center, but that the Vikings are looking closely at the interior of the offensive line. This is, by the way, a very, in terms of free agents available, there's like eight, so Pro Football Focus ranks their top 100, 200 free agents Centers and guards, there's eight in the top 100 overall PFF free agents. That includes Garrett Bradbury. So, so Judd, you know, you and I have kind of, we did our, last week we did our episode on, let's just read, let's do the Vikings off season. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't, I don't think we poured much capital into interior offensive line, but there's a bunch of guys out there. Will Hernandez is a free agent. 
Um, Connor McGovern is a center that's a free agent. Yeah, that's a name to watch. Yeah. Nate Davis is a guard free agent. Dalton Risner, Ben Powers. Uh, is it Isaac uh, Somalu from Philadelphia? He was the ninth overall ranked guard in the NFL. I mean, there's veteran guards. You could just fix the right and left guard problem now if you if you spend well, eight to ten million on a on a veteran. And I, I think the question too is what is uh, Brad Bear going to get? Because and because the market is potentially um, flooded a little bit, he might get less. And I think they take him back at the right price. I think so that's it, Judd. I, I, think I do. I think there's a certain the price point. Part. You know, I mean, this thing really is just a big math equation for Quasi, for others. Like, there was there was his assistant, Emily, that was in the room, and she's been in these meetings and, like, literally had the calculator out, like... You know, and so there's a lot of calculating going on literally like in there. big old school one? In their suite. Dude? I don't know if it was, you know, one of those... You know, what did I have in elementary school or junior Texas high? Instruments? Yeah, the Texas Instruments. There was a specific Texas name, Instruments. though. Those things were great. Yeah, it was a big, it was, it had a specific I name, though. TI-96 or TI, that's it, yeah. <laughs> TI-8396, whatever it was. Yeah, I don't know if it was one of those, Judd, or she just used the app on, on the iPhone. But there was, like, literally that's calculating so going on during one of these agent meetings. So, like, it is. It's just, it's a lot of math trying to make this all work for, for Quasi Adolfo Mensa. The other position, by the way, yeah, let me give you one more position. I was told that Mm -hmm. they're looking for, now, I'm sure a lot of teams would love to have the guy, Kyle Juszczyk of the San Francisco 49ers, but just somebody that's kind of hybrid like that, that can line up in the backfield, but they can also go out, catch a pass. Like, so I wonder if that means it's the end of the road for CJ Ham. Like, CJ wasn't even used in 2022. So what's the point in having him back at three point whatever million dollars? Phil, you might know the exact numbers. It's, three, it's, eight, like three, a, seven. it's like a three million savings for them. So yeah. All right. So I mean, you can save three million there, but they're that they're doing some work on on some day three type draft prospects. Now, most of these guys aren't going day one or day two, but that they could be looking at a guy or two day three that kind of fits that mold, that hybrid role of, you know, some fullback, some tight end. Mm. Judd? On Peterson Doogie. Um mm-hmm. I find this intriguing because I assumed the Flores, while he might respect Peterson greatly because he he was a fantastic player, you know, Peterson is the one guy that benefited from Donatel's shell scheme and and the fact that there was help from safeties. My understanding is Flores is going to play a lot more man, which is going to put a guy who is aging on an island way more. And I don't know that at his age that fits Patrick Peterson's skill set. So explain to me what, what you've heard about that one. Uh, because it's not the personality that wouldn't fit. It's more the age of the player at that position. Because if your cornerbacks don't hold up in this defense, I think you're screwed. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm completely with you. I didn't go down a far rabbit hole. Like, I was catching up on so many guys with this source that he just, in passing, said, hey, and the Vikings want Patrick Peterson back. I said, okay, yeah, I mean, you know, leadership and all that. So I I didn't follow up with, with any question so apologies there, but I'm with you, Judd. I mean, just based on the way Brian wants to play, Patrick Peterson doesn't seem to be a great fit. Now, if something happened with Smith, would there be any talk of moving Peterson to one of the safety spots? I mean, maybe that's more reckless speculation. I have no specific intel on that. Just something to think about if if Harrison maybe isn't here. Like, who replaces Harrison? Is that just, is it obviously seen? You know, Kevin did say, O'Connell, that Lewis Cena is, quote, ahead of rehab. At the combine on 
on Wednesday. He's like, so, in, the, he's like in the office, you know, yeah, pestering and bugging. Yeah, and we've seen the updates on social media. I mean, Lewis seen tweets out videos seemingly once a week. You know, and it looks like he's he's doing great. But this is still one of those just unheard of type injuries that we really don't have the playbook on how exactly you come back from. You know, and hey, could he be ready by week one? Can he be a starter week one? That seems like a lot, but I don't want to rule anything out. But I'm just saying, like, could that be a possibility? I mean, I would think more corner than safety. Like, if you're bringing Peterson back, really, would you bring him back as a safety? I mean, playing corner would would make more sense. But I'm just, I'm with you, Judd. I mean, schematically, it doesn't seem like he is a great fit in that Flores defense. Interesting. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Uh, let's empty the bag. What else do you have here? Vikings, non-Vikings, uh, fire away here. Rapid fire scoops, dude. Yeah, so I caught up with, from Cherry High School up in the Iron Range, a kid by the name of junior guard Isaac Asima. He will announce his college decision after his game tonight. So I caught up with him a couple weeks ago after his official visit with the Gophers. And he had dinner at Ben Johnson's house, had a great bacon cheeseburger, he told me. Had a great weekend. With the Gophers. Now, Butler's in the mix. Xavier. So he had a bacon cheeseburger? In the mix. Bacon yeah. Cheese, huh? Yeah. I asked if Ben cooked it. He said no. Ben catered it out. Okay. but Fries as well? Yeah. Well, I didn't ask about that, Judd. And maybe I feel like if all tater that, tots were an option. He loved. Yeah. He, just, he said it was yeah, one of the best bacon fill. double cheeseburgers he ever had. Mm. But anyway. I question his diet, actually. Uh, I feel diet, like the iron range. Yeah. What's the commitment there? Yeah. You know what? You flip the diet when you join the program, right? Before you join the program. That's the time to indulge, right? Like, there's ever a time to pig out. It's before well, maybe it was you a join test. the college program. Maybe it's a test. If I was a coach, I would say, hey, uh, we can uh, fire up some bacon cheeseburgers with tater tots, huh? Huh? And I would say, no, As he's about to sign. You pull it away, and you're like, Sorry. well, you're not going to get <laughs> Bad you're not getting a scholarship now. You're going to get too fat. So anyway, he will announce on social media later tonight. I don't know where he's going. I wouldn't ruin the announcement anyway if I for sure knew where he was going. But if you go to KSTP.com, the sports page, you can look at my, watch my entire 18-minute conversation with the kid. You'll gather that, that there's a lot of interest in in being a gopher. So that's something to keep an eye on. Late tonight, if the Gophers basketball team lands a recruit, their number one priority for the class of 2024. People curious, okay, Dennis Evans asks out of his letter of intent. The buzz is Louisville. The buzz is for hundreds of thousands of dollars. (laughs) NIL is out of control. I didn't realize that you can pay these high school kids. I thought the idea was you get paid once you're in the college program not to join that's the college a, that, program. That semantical line is impossible to Correct. police. So I'm not sure anybody's policing that. No. It's out of control. I'm pro these athletes getting paid. But in this form, in this fashion, not so much. 
So anyway, that's the buzz that Dennis Evans is going to land at Louisville for a lot of money, way more money than the Gophers could pay. Heck, there was buzz about TCU offering him decent money when he committed to the Gophers. But the money that was in play reportedly, you know, allegedly when, when he committed to the Gophers, now it's even more money, right? So things changed after he committed to the Gophers, signed his letter of intent. Now the money from another program seemingly has gone significantly up. So that's the buzz. So now they have this opening for next year. So the plan is to dip into the portal to bring in somebody with a bit more experience. So, yes, is it bad that the Gophers lost Dennis Evans? I get it. Yes, but 7-1-2-15-2-20, it was going to be an adjustment to join the Big Ten. The Gophers, I think, will be able to bring in a transfer that will be able to help them a lot more next year compared to Dennis Evans. I know they have some names on their radar. I'll report those names at a later point. Those players are still, you know, obviously in their current programs, but there's some guys that they feel will be in the portal that they can land at least one of them, so they feel like they're going to bring in a player to fill that Evans spot that will help them more so next year compared to Evans. You've got the Wolves playing the Lakers tomorrow. Will D'Angelo Russell play? LeBron James. Chris Finch on the herd yesterday with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports 1. In studio with with Colin Cowherd. Actually, there was some good stuff out of that. We will talk about it on Flagrant Mm -hmm. Howls later today with Kyle Tige. Good, because I did not listen to it, so I will listen to you and Kyle's conversation. Mm -hmm. But I will note that I've been watching Patrick Beverly with the Chicago Bulls. He's been playing well. He's been playing a lot of minutes. Chicago is winning. Okay, so in the end, the Wolves just never, it never got to the point of like having a conversation with Patrick's representation. I know there were some internal talks. Our mutual friend, Dane Moore, didn't report lightly what he did right after Beverly hit the buyout market, connecting some dots saying, hey, you know, the Wolves are after Bev, but it just it never in the end was to the point of the Wolves actually like making a phone call saying, hey, is there mutual interest here? Hey, can we make a deal happen? So it just it never got off the ground. So I know there was buzz about that, talk about that. So I just wanted to clarify that, that it just it never got to the point of the Wolves actually like fully chasing Patrick Beverly. Oh, great stuff, Doogie. Thanks for coming in here. Sonny Gray, all signs point to him being Twins opening day starter. I'll talk to you guys oh, tomorrow. We'll figure out a time. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I don't, think that's, I don't think that's a shock. A lot shock. of guys can get hurt. You never know what's going to happen. Correct, and things can change. But that, that I'll talk have, to you guys That tomorrow. might have altered uh, right that down prediction uh, right there. We'll see. Right. Good. So there he is, Darren right, Declan, Let me know the time for tomorrow later, okay? Can do. Okay, see you, boys. From the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department, Mackie and Judd on this Reckless Speculation Thursday.